I can't tell you what a privileged people we are to be able to come before God in, uh, with all our prayer requests. God has blessed us, hasn't he? Amen. Would you open your Bibles with me this morning to Ezekiel? Ezekiel chapter 22. We'll start reading at verse 26. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 23. Chapter 22 of Ezekiel, verse 23. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, say to her, you are a land that is not cleansed or rained on in the day of indignation. The conspiracy of her prophets in her midst is like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured the people. They have taken treasures and precious things. They have made many widows in her midst. Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They have not distinguished between the holy and the unholy, nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Her princes in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey to shed blood and to destroy people and to get dishonest gain. Her prophets plaster them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God when the Lord had not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy, and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning for our nation. The federal government is floundering. They seem not to know which way to turn. But God, I believe that this message this morning is an up-to-date message. It's a message for each of us. And God, we want to hear what the Spirit would say. I pray, God, we'd put everything else aside and that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest upon each of us and that God, our teacher, would be able to teach us this morning. Lord, may that anointing rest upon this, your preacher and 
May the words that I speak come forth in the power of the Holy Ghost, for I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to just note a few things here. First of all, the nation Israel <clears throat> had deteriorated to the point where God, I want you to picture him looking down upon the nation of Israel, and he first of all, in verse 26, he looks to the priesthood. And he found that the priesthood had violated the law and had profaned his holy name, not distinguishing between the holy and the unholy, the clean and the unclean. They had profaned his Sabbath. They had not kept the law. Then God looks to the princes. And in the midst, they're like wolves tearing the prey. These are the leaders of the nation. They're devouring the people, destroying with dishonest gain. So then God looks to the prophets. And they've brought forth messages, but they've not been from God. They've put up a wall, but it's been just covered over with whitewash. They've spoken when God didn't say anything, and yet they've tried to bring forth a message. Just a temporary repair. So then he looks to the people, verse 29, and they've used their possessions and they've committed robbery and they've mistreated the poor and the needy wrongfully and they've oppressed the strangers. God was looking for someone to stand in the gap. And some of the saddest words in all Scripture is here when it says, he found no one. I wonder what God would say as he looks down upon the United States this morning. How many people would he find to stand in the gap and to stand for righteousness. In Genesis chapter 1, we find that God had made man in his image after his likeness. He wanted to have fellowship with man. And everything was going quite well, and then sin came upon the scene. And in Genesis 3.15, we find what we call the Proto-Evangelium, the first good news. God says he's going to send his chosen one, 
the seed of a woman who's going to stomp on the head of the serpent. And he sent Jesus into the world to die for sin of man. We look at Isaiah 53 and verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. We find over in John, the third chapter, that through Jesus Christ, man now can have another chance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and he tells us that we must be born again. Must start over again. See, everyone died spiritually in the Garden of Eden, but now there's a chance. And then God calls these people who he has given a new spirit, he calls them to be witnesses for him. He doesn't call everyone to minister and fill a pulpit. But he does call every one of us to be missionaries to this world that's dying. He expects us to be witnesses. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses unto me. And it should be an ever-expanding circle. I believe God today is looking for, when I say men, it includes women, I, I think that he's looking for people to do this work. You know, no decision is a decision. If you have not made a decision for Jesus Christ, then you're saying that the status quo is all right. If you're not fighting against the, the thing that is going on in the United States, then you are if you're not for Christ and for change and for uh, uh, people's lives being changed, then you're against him. Joshua, in Joshua 24, 14, and 15, and I know that uh, Brother Saunders has this one on his door. 
Joshua said to the Israelites, he said, I want you to make up your mind. Either you're going to serve the gods of your fathers that you served on the other side of the flood, or you're going to serve the gods that were in Egypt. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve God, Jehovah God. I think Joshua made the decision not only for himself, but for his family. I believe that Jesus is the way of peace. There can be little peace in our nation. There can be little peace in our homes, in our communities. Without Jesus Christ, he is the Prince of Peace. And I believe that we have a saving message. And we live in a day when it is vital that we get this message out. God is looking for someone to stand in the gap for the United States of America today. Let me speak to the husbands for a moment. If we were to take a count in here, we would find that the majority are women. God gave the responsibility of the home to the husband. Now, you can take and delegate that authority, and you can give it to your wife. She's a help, meet for you. But it doesn't relieve you of your responsibility. the responsibility for how your child is brought up falls exactly on you. You're going to have to stand before a holy God and tell God what you did to bring that child up in the way he should go. You can delegate that authority to the schools. but you're still going to have to stand before God and answer for what you've done in bringing up that child. I believe that men should lead the church, not because I'm against women. I love the women of my church. But I believe that men ought to stand in the gap. I believe that men ought to stand up for Jesus Christ. Men ought to win other men for Jesus. And we've got a message to get out. Hallelujah.
were the spiritual leaders, were to be the example. It reminds me of a ad or kind of a thing I saw on television about a man, he goes into his room and his kid's shooting up drugs. And he says, where did you learn that? And the kid said, all right, I learned it from you. A lot of what is going on in the United States today is because parents have not set the proper example for their children. I believe God is looking for men filled with desire. Job said in Job 23.3, If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling place. I just want to be in the presence of Almighty God. If I just knew where to find him. And Psalm 42, 2, David says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Psalm 73, 25, he says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And being with you, I desire nothing in earth. Oh, if I could just be in your presence continuously. I don't really need anything else. God is looking for men with that kind of a desire to know God in a personal way. Over in Philippians 3 and verse 10, Paul is saying, if I could know him. <clears throat> that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. If I could only be like Jesus, if I could just get to know Jesus. And that has to be the cry of our heart this morning. God is looking for people who has a desire to get to know God. Know him in a personal way. I desire to know the plan of God. In Psalm 143 and verse 8, it says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know thy way wherein I should walk. Oh, God, cause me, not show me, cause me to know thy way in which I should walk. That's the kind of men God is looking for. 
that have a hunger and have a thirst for the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And God will make it known to them that seek him. Turn to Isaiah 30 and verse 20. Hallelujah. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. I believe God is looking for men with a desire to know God, to know the power of his resurrection. His power is available. How many of you know that? God's power is available. There is no shortage of God's power. And all we've got to do is get God's power into the situation. And I believe that if God's people, which are called by his name, would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, and, and he would forgive their sins and he would heal the land. God wants to do something for us. He doesn't want to see us floundering. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To everyone that believes. To everyone that believes. It's the power of God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Listen to the psalmist. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the uh, perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with the feathers of, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lies waste at noonday. 
A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon lions and upon cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Oh, we've got power, hallelujah. And God will protect you. If you've made God your refuge, God is going to take care of you. This wasn't written just for the psalmist. This was written for believers everywhere. And so we don't need to fear even if the mountains fall into the sea. Amen? Though the government goes broke, praise God, my God will take care of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is looking for men of dedication. We've been studying over in Daniel. And in the third chapter, and I'm getting a little ahead of our Wednesday night, but there's, there's three men there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they bring out this old golden statue and they're ordered, at the sound of the music, I want you to bow down and worship. And they said to the king, let it be known unto you that we don't worship your gods. And even if we have to go to the fiery furnace, they said our God can deliver us, but even if we have to go to the fiery furnace, let it be known we're not going to bow down and worship your old gods. Amen? Our God will be with us, even in the fires, just as he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king looked in there and he saw a fourth one in the fire. And he said it was like unto the Son of Man. And their clothing wasn't scorched or their hair wasn't scorched didn't even smell of smoke God can keep us in those fiery trials amen he kept Daniel in the lion's den amen but the reason is found back in chapter 1 verse 8 they made a decision in their heart that they would not defile themselves And we've got to have that kind of a dedication. I will not defile myself. I will not be a part of this nation's problems. I'm going to be a part of the answer. Hallelujah. We need dedication to stand. 
Hallelujah. They looked that old king right in the eye and they said, we will not serve your gods. And I think it's time that Christians took up a stand and they stand before an unholy nation and they say, we will not serve your gods. We're not going to stand for abortion. We're not going to stand for these other pornography and all these other things. We're going to stand for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Anyone can go along with a crowd. It's not hard. Even animals run in herds. But it takes a special type of person to stand against everyone else. When everyone else is for it, you say, I'm against it. When everyone else is against it, you say, I'm for it. Amen? Amen. What has happened to our nation? Where are those kind of people? I believe that our young people are looking for something that they can stand for. I believe that God is speaking to our young people today. We need to be dedicated, as Paul was, conforming to his image, and, the, uh, and he wanted to be a part of his suffering. A part of his suffering. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Everybody can be a good Christian when things are going right. How about when things begin to go wrong? How about when everybody's against you? How about when you're the only one in the class? How about when you're the only one on the job? Can you still be a Christian? That's what you need. Hallelujah. through persecution, through misunderstanding. I believe that we're standing in a day when hatred of Christians is going to become commonplace. I believe it's already started, persecution of the Christian in the United States. They're telling them over in Buffalo, you can't stand, you can't... Uh, uh, be a part of these uh, groups that go in and uh, demonstrate against abortion. You can't proclaim it from your pulpit. Well, let them come and put the chains on. I'm going to proclaim it right here. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You know, there was a minister in Korea when North Korea came down 
and took over South Korea. They always do away with the ministers first. Got to do away with the leaders, the moral leaders. And they took this man and, they, and his family and they dug a hole. And they put him and his family in the hole. And they said, either you renounce Jesus Christ or we're going to bury you alive. And he thought about it for a moment. And his faith began to waver. And he was about to do what they said when his wife pulled on his shirt. She said, you've never turned against him. You've never spoke against him, only for him. Don't start now. And they began to sing a song as they began to shovel the dirt in. The children, being the smallest, were buried first. And then the wife. And this dedicated pastor continued to sing as long as he had breath. dedicated people. I think that's the kind of dedication we need. God is looking for not only dedicated but determined people. Are you willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ? I didn't ask you, are you willing to to come and have the joy of the Lord, because you will have that. I said, are you willing to suffer for Jesus? Be persecuted for Jesus. God is looking for men to carry the work forward. We live in desperate times. He used Moses in a desperate time. He used Joshua. He worked through judge, uh, the judges and the different ones. He worked through the kings and the prophets. He worked through the apostles and the disciples. And the good news is God would use you. but you're going to have to be, first of all, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to have a desire. You're going to have to be dedicated and determined. I'd hate to have it written about our nation. I look for a man to stand in the gap and I found them. You know, even the world that was destroyed by the flood, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I believe we could find grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's just close today with a prayer and 
I want everyone praying. Everyone praying. And God would say to you this morning, I'm looking for someone to stand in the gap, to build up the hedge, to be my person in your home, in this community, this nation. You're going to have to be different. You're going to have to make the decision right now to be dedicated, sold out, even if it means suffering. How many this morning would say, yes, God, I hear you? Yes, I see that hand. Yes, hands going up. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, praise God. You know, God is going to he saw the hands, and he's going to try you in the days ahead. Let's pray that our faith would not falter. Father, make us strong. Teach us, lead us, guide us, direct us. As we seek thy face, O Lord, we stand here available this morning saying, God, use me. Use me. I'm not sure all that's involved with that. I may have to go to the lion's den. I may have to go into the fire. But God, here I am. Just as you was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, walking through that fire with them. Be with us. Help us not to falter or fail, but help us to be strong through the Lord Jesus Christ that he might find glory in our midst. For it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. May the blessings of